Hi, this is Mike Edelhart, and I'm here with another edition of Inception, our podcast about beginnings, uh, the beginnings of companies, new ideas in tech and science, sometimes even a little glimpse of the future. And today, uh, here with one of our very earliest investments, maybe our earliest investment, Daniel uh, Tate from Greenhouse. And this is one of the rare chances we have to actually talk about kind of the whole arc, at least the startup arc, because you just had an exit. Well, so of a sort. We had an investment by a great private equity firm, TPG, and I'd love to talk a little bit about that. It was an opportunity for some of our earlier investors to, uh, you know, exit a decent amount of their investments. Folks have been with us for eight, nine years or more, which is great. I'm very excited about that. But for most of us, and certainly for me, it's very much of an entrance and a beginning, an inception, <laughs> if you will, into a into another phase, and um, yeah. a lot of new stuff to get, to go do. And it's it's really neat from that perspective. So yeah, I should be precise. We had yeah. an exit. <laughs> we got to exit a very uh, positive way. Uh, our investment, and I think uh, you know, we were quite literally your first check. I think, or they certainly one of your very yeah. earliest checks way back at the beginning. Yeah, you all were right there in the in the earliest days of Greenhouse, back when it was literally just my co-founder and I and a, and a PowerPoint. I actually had the opportunity, Mike, to go look at that original PowerPoint from 2012. <laughs> literally pulled it up. January 2012 was the date on the cover sheet and read the story that we were telling in you know those early days. It's really quite something. So how does it feel at this point? I mean, you went through that whole arc from being there, just two of you in a dream um, years later, a lot of value, uh, a whole different universe. Thinking back on it, what kind of stands out? The analogy I give is it's like it's like reaching the second base camp on Mount Everest. Like, <laughs> that's quite an accomplishment. Most people never even try. And the ones who do, a lot of them, it doesn't work. And it takes almost everything you have to even get there. And it's certainly an accomplishment in its own right. And so if you've made it up to the second base camp, of Mount Everest, you should be really proud of yourself. And, and we, and I am, I mean, we've, I look back on, you know, the nine years that we've been in business at Greenhouse, we've helped thousands of companies change how they hire. We've helped millions of people get jobs in ways that are fair, more equitable. Um, we've done really great things for our employees and for our investors. I've had a ton of growth and learning and exciting opportunities, you know, to, to do what I do. So it's been amazing all around and I'm nothing but proud of what we've done. And yet, you come out of that tent in the morning, you look up and there is a long way to go. <laughs> and so it's kind of a great moment when you have, you know, a transaction like this or really any kind of any kind of big moment in a company to take stock of really what you've done and what you're proud of. And then also to really think about what think about what's ahead. And so we've really changed the experience of getting a job for millions and millions of people. You know, the process of getting a job is stressful, it's confusing, it's unfair. And the common complaints that everybody has, I never hear back from the companies after I apply or after an interview. I don't feel like I was treated fairly or I had a good assessment of my skills. I wasn't given a fair shake because of who I am or where I went to school. Those kinds of things are we're systematically combating. And that feels really, that feels really positive and, and really rewarding. Now, so you've talked a couple of times about what's next. So what is it you see as being undone? So there you are at the second base camp, you're looking up. Yep. So what gets you to the summit? What does the summit 
look like? Well, it's, it's awful far away. I mean, we say at Greenhouse, our mission is to help every company to become great at hiring. You know, and we have like almost 5,000 customers. But as you know, there's way more <laughs> than 5,000 companies in the world um, that are hiring. And so the first thing is just how do we expand our reach and how do we increase what we're, what we're offering to more and more organizations? The second, though, that's like a little bit more interesting, Mike, is Again, we say our mission is to help every company to become great at hiring, not to sell them all in ATS. <laughs> so if you look at the things that we do for a customer, it's still way too hard for companies to make that transition. When the CEO stands up at an all hands and says, our most important asset is our people. Hmm. How do they build a company to deliver on that vision? It's really hard. And most organizations still can't, still haven't done it. When everybody can see that society is holding every organization accountable for being more inclusive and for hiring more diverse groups of people. And they all know that that's a thing that they need to do. And yet most organizations haven't done it. And so almost everywhere you look in hiring, which is really our domain, what you see are, are still problems and what I see are, you know, the way I see those problems are as opportunities for us. I think we can help companies improve how they lead their organizations and kind of build a culture of hiring. I think we can help companies be more inclusive in how they think about their recruiting and hiring. I think we can help companies spend their money more efficiently. And Mike, one of the interesting things about kind of you're asking about this journey and kind of, you know, we started, you know, with this, with this tiny, you know, tiny mission. And, and now we're this, you know, we've done a lot more. It gives you now the opportunity to have an impact on a scale that, that, that can be really meaningful right now that you're at a place where we've got hundreds of employees and we've raised, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars and we have thousands of customers. Now we can really think in these kind of bigger, more systematic ways where before you were just trying to get out of the cradle and hope you survived. So looking back over, uh, the nine years that got you here? I guess sort of two questions in one. One is, is there a, a moment at all where you felt like you got it right? In other words, we were doing what we were doing and then, and after that, everything was different. And if so, what was it? And what was the character of it that was so important? And then secondarily, if the, is there any particular, you know, insight or advice you could give to younger, earlier aspiring entrepreneurs about how to successfully kind of navigate um, those shoals? The first moment, I'm thinking back to the first moment where I really felt like this was gonna work, uh, was I was doing a product demo for a, a, a company that was looking to you know, buy, buy our, our product. And of course I was the whole sales department at that time. So I was doing all the product demos and uh, she started giggling <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm showing this up and she's like, can't contain, she's kind of bouncing up and down in her chair and she's kind of giggling to herself. And I was like, what, you know, what's going on here? And she was just couldn't contain herself. She said, I feel like you've been in every meeting I've been in for the last 10 years. Like, how did you know I needed this? And I was like, oh yeah. Okay. To me, that feeling was the realization that we weren't, you know, pioneers, <laughs> That in fact, there was already this whole movement of people who were already trying to do this thing that we were able to tap into. And that was happening outside of us and, and before us uh, was, was not what I expected. 
I didn't have the, the experience. I didn't know like what, what our, what our customers were going to be thinking until we got out there and got the chance to work with them. And as soon as I started to see that and realized, oh, we're actually part of a movement that's already existing. We're just trying to keep up and get, get involved with it. You really felt like you had a lot of uh, gravity, you know, lifted and, and, and a lot of, a lot of power in what you were doing. So that was really a moment. There's another really fun moment I have, which, which was a little bit later and I kind of, you know, the business was already growing, but there was a moment, Mike, where I was on an airplane and I had gotten up to go to the back of the plane uh, to use a lavatory. And on the way back up the aisle, you know, you see over people's shoulders uh, and I happened to see over somebody's shoulder that they had their laptop open. They were using greenhouse. Uh, and I don't know what it was about that, but there was something about seeing it on an airplane that felt like, holy crap, like that's, we've made it. Do you know what I mean? Like we're a thing. To your second question about advice, you know all the old adages about advice. <laughs> so I'm very hesitant to give advice because I think everyone's journey is different. And, you know, I know what I know. I can tell you some of the things that I think we did that were, that were helpful. One of the things was, I credit my co-founder, John Strauss, very much with, and it was very much not my instinct, that got us to that point of knowing our customers so well that I described a minute ago was when we first had the idea of the opportunity. The opportunity to me seemed so clear. I mentioned earlier, I looked at my, my investor deck from the month we started. Mm. It was right there on the first page. There's four bullet points. And it's, everyone thinks hiring is important. Everyone's bad at it. We think we can help them get good at it. If we do that, we create a lot of value. And at that point where we said those four things, I was like ready to go. Like, that's it. We, we win. Like the business is basically successful already. And John, to his ever, um, everlasting credit, was like, yes, that's a good idea. Let's like actually plan it out a little bit more. Let's do a lot more thinking, a lot more research, and brought a lot of discipline to the process of like understanding our market, diagramming out the product, like really like hand drawing, you know, specking it, doing a bunch of paper prototypes and meeting with real customers and prospects, just tons and tons of work over many months to get to know what it is that we were trying to do. And the end result of that was like six months later, we really had a roadmap. We really knew what we were building for like a few years. And I had never had that level of, you know, product and just kind of planning expertise. And I'd never been around it and know what it, what it meant. But the fact that he was there to lead us through that really set us up for, for the years ahead. And so if you're like me and you're, and a lot of, I think entrepreneurs are, you're very excited. And you, you know, you can think of the potential and you can think of the upside and you see the opportunity and get really happy. I would say bring in someone who's a little bit more skeptical and a little bit more patient and who has the, has the, the talent and the kind of wisdom to, to plan a little bit. That was really, I think, helpful, helpful for us. You know, from this end, I have one of those very clear moments when I realized that you guys were really starting to break away from the pack. And that's when another startup came to us and we were talking to them about what they were doing and asked the question, so what is it about you that makes you special? Why should we give you money? And the uh, CEO of that company said, well, among other things, we've integrated with Greenhouse. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, he's an ecosystem. Nice. He's got other companies who see value uh, and it's part of that being a movement changing uh, the way things work, getting the rest of the, you know, that market, the universe to sort of reshape itself to your vision of how things ought to be. And that's when it became clear to me, he's actually doing it. And uh, when I started to think, you know, this could be big. 
not just successful, but big. So I know you got kids and all that, and you got kids, you got working spouse, and you know, all this stuff happening in the company. How was it to do all this while being compelled to do all that during this very uh, strange year? It's a challenge building a company and you know doing all kinds of things. But I'll say one thing, which is like, I feel extremely fortunate to get to do it. I think there's a lot of people that have a lot harder jobs than I do. I tend to, you know, you, I, you see sometimes people, you know, talking about how lonely it is being a founder and how hard it is and the struggle and the journey. And yeah, it's got its issues, don't get me wrong. But I am very lucky and I have, my, I have, way, I have it way easier than most people in their, in their work life. And the fact that I can do my job from home and the fact that, you know, I have the things that, that this job has afforded me makes me feel mostly very, very fortunate. But, you know, it's been a change. I mean, this year has been a change. I mean, we're all working from home and we're all kind of making, making it happen. And so my eight-year-old is on spring break and he's in the next room right now talking on a Zoom of his own, to, you know, with a friend. You know, the good news is that we've, we've had the opportunity to be a lot closer as a family. So, you know, we make dinner together seven nights a week and you're there with your family and your home. And that's been really special. And one thing we've talked about is as we come out of COVID and get back to life, as usual, how do we how do we not lose that? You know, when the inevitable pull of client dinners and remote board meetings and president's club and all the other stuff that draws you into you know the rest of the world, how do we not lose that time together and that sense of family? And uh, you know, I don't know how that's going to play out. I'm I, you know I think about it. Yeah, my kids are grown, and I've got the other problem which is I don't see them, and now I'm sort of eager to go see them. I'm fully vaccinated, so I'm going to try and get out of here uh, sometime soon, and maybe do that. Well, we'll have to do this again maybe in a year or so and see how the next phase of the journey uh, is turning out and how, you know, the return to sort of normalcy, if that's what you want to call it, or the status quo ante impacts things. Uh, great to see you. Congratulations. It's been terrific so far. Uh, can't wait to see what happens uh, next and hopefully actually get a chance to like see you, see you and not just screen see you here uh, uh, pretty soon. Thanks, Mike. It's, it's, a, it's great to catch up with you as always. And thanks for having me on. And yeah, I look forward to seeing you in person someday soon.